State Money Radio, celebrating by letting you show off your best shot at ksgf.com. Submit your favorite deer hunting pics and videos at ksgf.com at the end of the uh, the contest, which I imagine is a couple weeks or so. We've got, I'm sure, all that information you can find under the, uh, the show us your best shot uh, page at ksgf.com. Uh, one of you will win a big prize. I'll tell you what it is. Brad Pistoli, he, he, as a hunter, essentially thought, what awesome stuff would I like? And he put together the following. One winner will get all of this. Two Primos Autopilot 20 megapixel game cameras. Ameristep Jake House Turkey Ground Blind. Sure Shot Deer Grunt Call. Two of the Box Turkey Calls. Busby tackle box filled with various fishing lures, 22 rimfire popper shooting target, hybrid light, Smith's deluxe knife sharpening kit, Allen monopod shooting sticks, hopper nine gun cleaning kit, wool hunting gloves, and a survival fire starting kit. So that's pretty awesome. You don't, you're like, oh man, I, I had a kill, but it wasn't that impressive. It Listen. The winner is not going to be chosen on impressiveness or you're like, I choked the deer to death with my bare hands. That's the most awesome kill. Now, it's just your entry is your entry. So if you submit a photo or video, then that counts as your entry. And that is at ksgf.com. Show us your best shot. Also, your chance to win it before you can buy it. Rock the country. A lot of buzz about this. Jason Aldean and Kid Rock are touring around the country, and at each location there is a variation of artists that will be joining them. Um, in fact, let me pull up the uh, artists that are going to be. Oh, there. I just passed it here. Okay, so this is the popular. This is a popular bluff. June twenty eighth and 29th. Rock the Country, Kid Rock, Jason Aldean, Hank Williams Jr. Is it Coe Wetzel? I'm not familiar with. Coe Wetzel. Mm -hmm. Travis Tritt, I know. Uncle Cracker, I know. Colt Ford, I know. LV Shane, Pecos and the Rooftops, Gavin Atcock, Sadie Bass, DJ Silver. That is the current lineup for the Rock the Vote, Poplar Bluff, Missouri. That is June 28th through 29th. And there is a website, rockthecountry.com. There is on the, the, I believe it's the homepage, it's a larger listing of artists because some artists are going to be in some locations, not in others, just depending on where there are. I think there's half a dozen or so of these stops that are going to take place. And hopefully we can, I, I'm wanting us to be involved on, on some relatively significant level because I just think it sounds like a great time. That being said, tickets are not yet available, but you can register to win tickets by going to ksgf.com. Let's get the latest news update.
From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. One person is dead after being shot during what police believe to be a domestic incident. This happened Monday night in the area of Westgate and La Siesta near Chestnut Expressway. Police say one person is in custody and there is no danger to the public. The victim's family has been notified. We'll continue to bring you updates as we learn more. Three children have died after a house fire early Monday morning in Webster County. Their ages ranged from 12 to 16. One area fire chief who assisted in getting the fire out says the house being in a rural area made it difficult for first responders. The investigation into what caused the fire is still ongoing, but we're told it appears to be an accident. And the United Food and Commercial Workers Union announces it is organizing a campaign for cannabis workers across Missouri. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Sunny with a high today of 67. Clear 44 low tonight. Sunny 68 tomorrow. Wind chill though 37. So we're, we're in that fall-like weather where it with the breeze can feel a bit colder than it actually is. A bit deceiving. All right. House conservatives slam continuing resolution for not cutting spending. We talked with Congressman Burleson about this yesterday. He expressed his grave disappointment in the thing, way things were progressing. If you missed our conversation with him, the on-demand section, you can hear it at ksgf.com. Meanwhile, justthenews.com reporting Representative Warren Davidson, Republican Ohio, and other House conservatives criticized House Speaker Johnson's proposed continuing resolution to avoid a government shutdown, saying yesterday that it simply continues current federal spending and does do nothing to reduce it. Davidson told reporters no one campaigned on the status quo. No one campaigned on sustaining the spending levels or policies that have been implemented by Biden, Schumer, and Pelosi. And that's what this does until January and February, but it really does worse. Davidson said the legislation spends more than President Biden and former House Speaker McCarthy's debt ceiling deal known as the Fiscal Responsibility Act. <laughs> Much like the <laughs> Inflation Reduction Act, it does anything but. He said in the debt ceiling deal that is supposed to have taken effect October 1st, there are spending cuts. And in the debt ceiling deal, there are work requirements. And by attaching the farm bill to this that goes for another year, you avoid implementing what was already agreed to in the debt ceiling. You avoid implementing the cuts that were already in the debt ceiling deal. According to the House Budget Committee, if Congress does not pass all 12 appropriation bills by the end of December, the Fiscal Responsibility Act mandates a 1% budget cut that would apply to defense and non-defense spending bills. So what he's explaining here is that the, the deal that was passed with, when McCarthy was in there, one of the things that was seen as a success by conservatives was that, hey, if we don't come up with these budget deals, then then there's an automatic 1% reduction in the appropriation bill that would apply to non or or to defense and non-defense spending, okay? So that's supposed to be uh either incentive to actually get it done or have a form of, of fiscal responsibility. And what he's saying here is the continuing re resolution overrides that. So that one little victory that conservatives got is now moot. 
This is where he's arguing that this is worse than just continuing things because it's actually going backwards. Davidson emphasized the House GOP majority should be passing spending cuts and policy reforms instead of continuing the status quo on federal funding. He said, I'm not voting for it. Other House conservatives also pledging to oppose the bill in its current form. Now, there are so many reasons that Republicans have been faring poorly relative to how they should be faring in the last couple of elections. Given the, uh, the utter disaster that the American people have been delivered due to the Democrat policies through President O'Biden, or O'Biden, oh, through President Biden, it should be such an easy win. One of the problems that we have is a Republican establishment that refuses to acknowledge that they are the reason this isn't happening. And this is the existence of Trump is allowing them to absolve themselves of any responsibility. That is their go to. It's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. Every time there is a poor showing in an election, Instead of doing any sort of self-reflection and going, okay, what are we doing wrong? They say, oh, it's Trump's fault. We can't help it. Not our fault. It's essentially the same thing that the Democrats do when their policies fail. The, the, this, I, I'm arguing that if it weren't for Trump, I believe that these election showings would potentially be even worse. Now, I don't believe that it would be overwhelming, and I, it could be a mixed bag. There are clearly situations. If Trump has been a detriment, I, I'll say this, in any of the election and failure of election results, it's more so because of the candidates that he sort of, like Herschel Walker would be an example of this. And Dr. Oz, I think, is another example. Picking candidates that I think because he had the notoriety of name recognition through celebrity, he believed that that would be an enhancement and make it easier for people like Dr. Oz and, and Herschel Walker. And, in fact, it did not for them any whatsoever. In fact, I think they also believe that, so they didn't campaign as hard, particularly Dr. Oz. But it, but but it's not the existence of Trump. It, it, it's not because Trump is still around that is causing this. It is because Republicans are giving, as a party, the voters no reason to vote for them. I, I mean, if you are looking at the, the the actual things that Republicans are doing, right? And somebody says to you, why should I vote for Republicans right now? And you take Trump out of the equation. Pretend Trump, let's just talk Congress. Talk the Senate. And somebody who's just really undecided, they're like, I just don't know. What, are the, what is it that Republicans are going to do? What have they proven that they have done over the last couple of years 
that that if they get in power, get back in power, they expand their power in, in Congress, what is it that they're doing that they've done that uh, that is a reason for me to vote for them? What would you tell them? Without simply saying because Biden is bad. Isn't that the criticism that we give to the Democrats that they just always say uh, they campaign on how bad Trump is? They don't actually campaign on their results and their successes. Well, let's apply that same standard to the Republican establishment. What, without saying because Biden is bad, without pointing to the failures of Biden, which are significant, but what are you going to do? What have you demonstrated that you're willing to do? Republicans are increasingly finding themselves lacking motivation because there really isn't an answer for that. In addition to that, the one individual that does give a lot of Republicans motivation to get out there, and that's Trump, for a number of reasons. One, because people see Trump as a reflection of them in terms of the fact that government is against them. And government is against Trump. And so they, 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 they feel that kinship there. But they also feel like Trump is all about winning and succeeding. And he does have a track record of doing so. Okay, So he has those things. But what does the establishment do to those voters? They crap all over them. They accuse those voters, the voters that actually do find a reason to get out and to vote, that being Trump, they crap all over and tell them that you're part of the problem. You and your guy are the reason that we're not doing better. And as you can imagine, that causes some of those voters to not be be very enthusiastic about getting out to the polls and supporting them. Now, we're going to take a break here. We've got to get a traffic update. We'll continue on. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line is 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. Look at the stars. Look how they shine House conservatives slamming CR, continuing resolution, and many are saying this is worse than what McCarthy did because at least McCarthy... Uh, had put in with this plan that went through, finally got the votes. Amongst it, a victory was that if the 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 um, appropriations bills did not get passed by in the time that they needed to, then they would go into place with a 1% budget cut applying to defense and non-defense spending. And in just the news, you have Congressman Davidson from Ohio saying that this continuing resolution goes beyond that deadline, so it makes it a moot point. So one of the few victories that we actually did get under McCarthy now is being undone by Johnson's continuing resolution, so they're none too happy. And we asked Congressman Burles and his thoughts on this, and he said his evaluation is that you know, Johnson is is picking. But there, you know, if you fight a lot of battles at once, well, some of this is my inference from what he said. But that that you're you're not going to win any of them, and so he's he's really right now trying to. Okay, this is the beginning. I've got to prioritize, and and you know that's that's the the decision making. Though he like obviously these other conservative Republicans are very upset by this. And what I've been 
and I know many of you know it, there's just such a disconnect between the establishment Republican Party and why it is that Republicans are not enthusiastic to get out and vote for them. And I would argue you can't really give a reason to vote for the Republican Party outside of Trump. What is right now the biggest issue that is impacting Americans, that every poll shows, in fact, we just talked about the latest poll, only 14% of Americans say that they are better off financially under Biden than, than you know, before. And in fact, I talked about, you know, a lot of people said, well, those are drug runners. And well, yes, there's truth to that. And, and it doesn't mean it's because of Biden, incidentally. Uh, someone had texted in that they are better off. They got a promotion. They got all these things, but it didn't have anything to do with Biden. So there are the vast majority of Americans recognize that the economy is going poorly. Now, why is the economy going poor? What's it all about? It's about the high cost of things largely. This is primarily what the average person, it's not the only problem, but that's what is resonating with the average person. And can we all, do we all agree on what is causing that? What's causing the inflation? Spending? So the one area that I think most people, even Democrats would recognize, is their biggest vulnerability right now is the economy, specifically inflation. And we know that that is because of spending. So what reason are Republicans giving you to support them as a party again when they are continuing the spending? Now, of course, there are the few conservatives, the Freedom Caucus, the people who are, you know, we're told the pains that make everything impossible, that throw a wrench in everything, that are the reasons that we have these problems outside of them, but the Republican Party as a whole, if the one area that we all agree in this country across party lines is the biggest problem we're facing, and the root cause of it is something that the Republicans are doing just as much as the Democrats, then why? what, what motivation is there? to get out and vote for the Republicans. I, I, I mean, what do you campaign on? Other than uh, they campaign on that issue without acknowledging, yeah, we are just as much as of the problem as the Democrats are at this point. Because they will run around talking about the economy, the economy, the economy, the economy, the economy. And so they're obvious the obvious inference is that they're the solution to it right well what are you going to do because right now you're doing the exact same thing you're not doing anything differently than the democrats are doing and that is continuing this out of control inflationary spending oh but trump's the reason that we're losing elections now that being said this is where i do have a very big concern because trump certainly of all of the record, uh, you know, the, all of the things on his record that are to be noted as huge positives and benefits, spending under Trump was problematic. 
Very problematic. And what I have concerns about is, is this going to be addressed and how is it going to be addressed? And I don't just mean in a political context, but I'm, just, I'm talking about a guy trying to raise his family, trying to have, you know, trying to, just like you, trying to survive. Because does Trump have, genuinely, I'm, I'm saying this as a person wondering, is he going to get in there and, and work to cut spending because he didn't do that the first time? And is, is it, you know, what is this going to look like? Because if that is not part of the plan, then I don't know how we expect things to get much better. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. You can go your own way. Streaming live on Facebook. 1041 Nick Reed. Not just audio, but video. You can see the KSGF Studios designed by Springfield Raps, sponsor of that video feed. Tomorrow's Wednesday. It's the best day for us because that means lunch at Retro Metro. And you can join us. Get signed up for Lunch Bunch at Retro Metro at KSGF.com. All right. The uh, first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49 Meteorologists. Tom Schmidt, sunshine 67 today, clear 40 tonight, sunshine 68 tomorrow. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, hunting season is here, and if you got out there over the weekend and realized that it's time to take a trip to a gun store, I want to recommend Brad and his team down there at Quick Draw Gun in Monette. Now, Brad and his team, they can help you out with anything from ammo restocks, uh, adding a new firearm to your collection, accessories, gunsmithing, and even custom laser engraving and Cerakoting services as well. And I also want to mention that the custom laser engraving and Cerakoting services, that would make a great Christmas present for that person who's kind of a little difficult to shop for. So just keep that in mind. Uh, I couldn't recommend, honestly, a better group of individuals to help you with all of your firearm needs. Now, you can find all of the contact information for Quick Draw Gun and Monette. Plus, you can find the shop hours and the location when you head to ksgf.com and click on the Sarah's endorsements tab there there appears there's just this massive denial that is is going on within the the republican party and i think maybe the trump trump camp as well because oddly enough well the establishment is trying to point to trump as the source of all their problems his existence isn't his personality isn't his troubles aren't that that's that's not the enthusiasm problem here. But they, they may actually share what I believe is potentially a problem and an obstacle to Trump getting the White House. And that is, it's a spending issue. Everyone recognizes, whether they want to admit it or not, that the economy is the problem and it is because of inflation. That, that's the reason politically it's a problem. Now, there are... Beyond inflation, there are a lot of other economic issues that are going on, but inflation is the thing that is making the difference with voters. And it is because of spending. That is the sort of thing that most people recognize and understand, and even with voters that don't necessarily understand why government spending leads to inflation, 
they understand and accept the fact that there is a connection there. The problem that Republicans have is they continue. It's almost like a race with Democrats who can spend the most. So I don't know how you can make the economy the issue when you as a party are doing the exact same thing that the Democrats are doing, and that is spending, 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 spending. You're not providing an alternative. I mean, to me, this is just so obvious. My concern is, is this, because to me, this is, if there's one winning element in this election, this is what it is. Now, Trump supporters are Trump supporters. They're going to support Trump. Regardless of Trump talking about spending the economy, you know, any, it, it, that, that is built in. And people who hate Trump, they're not going to vote for Trump. We know that. So then there's that, the area of those that, whether we like to admit it or not, they're going to make, make the difference. And you do have an enthusiasm factor involved. And Trump does get his base enthusiastic. So, I mean, that, that isn't where the difference is going to be made. It's going to be made for the Trump campaign with the people that, as annoying as they may be to you, are just saying like, well, I don't really know. Those people, though, however, fall into the category that virtually everyone else does. They recognize that there is a problem with the economy because of inflation. So what? So that that is where you can move them most effectively. That is the silver bullet right now that you can move those people. I'm concerned about what Trump's pitch is going to be to those people. And when I say those people, I mean it's it's a pitch to everyone, but that will resonate with those individuals. I have fears that he is not going to talk about it whatsoever because he did spend. I mean legitimately democrats can say well trump spend a lot of money too so who's he to claim you know if trump's going to say that spending caused inflation now we we all know that the democrats step it up we all know that they do the hold my beer policy where oh you're going to spend a lot um you know then then we're going to outdo you and fortunately, Trump, again, does have the 1.2% inflation issue, which means it's irrelevant. The reality is some of the, not nearly all of it, but some of the inflation is due to that spending. And yes, it's COVID-related, a lot of it. I, you know, I, I know the realities. I know the but this, but that. I understand that. But I'm talking about in this election. And it, it, my fear is that because of the nuance and the complicated issue to it and the fact that they can you know just point to Trump and the spending and so forth that the strategic decision will be made not to address it which means you have taken the most important issue off the table you have taken the issue that most people see Biden as a loser on and said, well, we're not going to use that as an issue. That's insane to me. So then the question is, if that is going to be the issue, then how are you going to do it? Now, I suppose on one hand, Trump can simply say, I did it before, I'll do it again. Now, Trump was more specific before when he ran 
in 2016 and one, and he, you know, he talked about cutting taxes and rolling back regulations. These are things he did, but he did also talk about cutting spending, and that did not happen. Now, what what approach could he took? There are a couple of approaches. One could be to revisit that and say, unfortunately, I didn't get there, and that's why. I want to get reelected. One of the reasons to get reelected, to finish, to make long term the economic policies that Americans were benefiting from. We put several steps into place, but we just ran out of time. We got the, the, the tax cuts put into place. We got regulatory reform put into place. We were working on 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 uh, you know the the tariffs to strong arm China, uh, so that you know so many of those jobs would come back here to the United States. There were a number of steps. One of the steps is and has always been we have to cut spending. Trump should I? This is what I wish. I'm gonna. It sounds I don't know. I feel weird saying, well, Trump needs to do this and and that as if he's going to listen to me. You know, I'm fully aware I'm just a guy in Springfield. So I I don't have any delusions about my influence or power, but I'm just telling you, this is what I would like to see happen as an American, as a voter, as somebody that wants to see things get better. And that means Trump getting elected president and actually meaning this is what I hope is going on in his head. That, that the the other very important component to those economic policies was to cut spending. We did not get to it. That's why we need to get reelected. That was part of the plan for the second term, and that's what we're going to implement. And whenever Democrats say, oh, sure, yeah, you're really going to do that, say, watch me. You said the same thing about building a wall or starting to build a wall. You said the same thing about Jerusalem and the embassy. You said the same thing about tax cuts. You said the same thing about renegotiating NAFTA. Every one of these things I told you I would do, you said I wouldn't do it, and I did it. So watch me. And I would own it. I would lean into it. And then every time that Democrats, because here's what they're going to do, and we know that they would do this, they would portray any sort of cuts which do not in any way, shape, or form, we've seen this with Rand Paul and his one penny for every dollar proposals, just to get things back to where they seemingly are long-term more controllable, you, you, you just slow down the rate of growth even or stop the rate of growth. I mean, we're not talking about these 50% cuts across the board that are going to cause real pain for real people. But this is the way they'll portray it, right? I think that if Trump teamed up with someone like Rand Paul and was specific, said one penny out of every dollar, that's what we're going to do. It's that. That's it. And I would say, you're really going to tell me that the swamp can't give up one penny out of one dollar in order to make this country a better place? They're that greedy? How vile has Washington, D.C. become? How out of touch have they become? How elite have they become that they expect you to pay taxes out the wazoo at every given turn, telling you need to pay more, you need to pay more. Some of you, you're paying your taxes. You you, you look at the percentage, and they one p 
penny out of a dollar they are not willing to give up in order to get this country back on track so that inflation comes down so that you can once again see an increase in your quality of life? One penny out of a dollar. And in fact, I would, in simplistic fashion, make that my economic policy. One penny out of every dollar. And position it that it is insanely stupid to argue that that cannot be done. And anyone who tells you it cannot be done does not belong as a representative of you, whether you are a Republican, you are a Democrat, you're a socialist, whatever you are. If they're telling you that they are so fiscally irresponsible, they cannot figure out with all of the waste we have. And, you know, Trump, he'll talk for three hours. They spent this much on, you know, homeless, homosexual geese in Bolivia and, you know, all these. And, and you're telling me they can't find this stuff? I'll find it. I'll find it real fast and and make, you know, you don't have to make them the absurd, unreasonable ones because they are the absurd, unreasonable ones, but, but articulate it in a simplistic way that highlights the absurdity of the tax and spenders and the spenders right now in particular, the absurdity of their notion that there's no way that you can possibly find one penny out of every dollar. And just, you know, you can use that to, to illustrate how extreme they are. Frantically, I'm sure that they would then, in order to try to have a win, say, well, we need to Get rid of the tax cuts. We need to increase taxes to pay for it. This, again, fortunately, is where the tax cutters have reality on their side. And that is the fact that after the tax cuts went into place, not only did they pay for themselves, but they made money. Those are real dollars, real amounts. That the so-called cost, in other words, the immediate uh, lack of revenue that was coming in because people were paying less in taxes, the taxes that would residually come in after that because people had more of their own money and businesses had more of their own money to build, expand, hire new people who pay taxes outperformed the lack of immediate taxes that were coming in so that there was a gain. More money came in for the government. You know, when you... The thing about all this is it's really freaking simple. I, I mean, it is. And as a voter, as a parent, as a person who, who works for a living and, and wants the sense of financial security, that, that wants to see others doing well, not feeling as if they need the, the government to help them survive, to subsidize their lives. I, I would love to see that play out that way. I would love to see Trump embrace the fact that, yeah, we didn't get it done the first term. That's, that's why we got to do it. And here's how we're going to do it. One penny out of every dollar. And anyone who says that cannot be done should not be an elected official. 
because they are irresponsible, they're negligent, negligent, or they're liars, or all three. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Garage experts, we were at not the the most recent happy hour, but the one prior to that at Retro Metro. And uh, I was talking to a couple, and and the uh, wife was like, I keep telling them garage experts we need. He's like, yeah, I know. I just need to, to do it. This is a great time of the year to call them. Get a consultation. What a what a what a way to improve the value of your home. And and the, I don't, without getting too wonky ish, there really is something too, and there's studies that show this a connection between lack of chaos around you and mental health. In other words, generally people who are chaotic messes and there's messiness around them that they they aren't as happy now you are going to have exceptions but i'm talking about on average and that you come home and just the feeling after a chaotic day at work and everything is it's clean in its place and while you don't have to be a nazi about it necessarily there's there is a mental health component there and the garage can be such an overwhelming place because that is where oftentimes you shove things to to you know you can't figure out where to put them in your house and you're trying to declutter and so you just throw it in the garage but you don't have proper customized storage for your garage that's one of the two components of garage experts and customized storage does not mean how much wall space do you have let's do some measuring this is what we can fit in there it's how do you use your garage this is part of the consultation shelly came to my home and that's something that we talked about so my garage may have the exact same dimensions as my neighbor's garage, but I do lawn stuff. He does not. Uh, he does garage work in the, in, on his vehicles or a motorcycle, and his, he's a cyclist, and I'm not. I do a lot of smoking of meats. He does not. Our customized storage is going to be a lot different. And then, of course, the epoxy flooring, just beautiful, moisture barrier, easy to clean. Find out what they can do for you. That's Garage Experts under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. Someone had texted in on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Did I hear Nick say that Lincoln Huff is in favor of Missouri agreeing to the national vote? I don't know where he stands on this as of the official pledging to join Democrat states when it comes to a national vote. I know in the past he has has been supportive of the concept of a national vote, um, but it, I, I believe it's been some time. He, he was an elected official when this came up, and I don't even honestly recall why it came up, uh, if it was specifically some sort of article about the national vote and the left's push for it or if it was something that came up in another context, but that is something that he has in concept been been supportive of. Uh, wondering how much of Trump's high spending was on COVID. A lot of it. I mean, there really was, but it wasn't all COVID. COVID certainly ramped it up. In fact, the <laughs> this is how messed up things get. The claim that we constantly hear from Biden that I cut the deficit by whatever. He didn't cut anything. That was the expiration of the COVID spending that was put into place under Trump. So technically, Trump actually cut that. I mean, he cut it because he added it temporarily. So you know, and this was with Republicans, and you know, Trump didn't executive order this stuff. Uh, Republicans were as fast as they could, particularly when it came to getting checks in the hands of people. 
and he he signed off on it. Um, but that that was uh it was like a gift card, if you will, and there was only so much uh, on it, and the the gift card was completely used up during the Biden administration. So then that spending stopped. And this is where Biden claims credit for cutting spending. So as usual, what few areas of the economy that Biden could point to as a success, which would be diminished spending, wasn't even him. It was Trump that did that. Now, this just, I'll I'll mention it, though, I suspect there's going to be some discussion of it today, barring any sort of terrorist attack on the uh, pro-Israeli parade or march that's taking place in Washington, D.C. today. Which would not surprise me, frankly, Uh, not necessarily wide scale. But we've seen the left-wing activists and the violence against Jews in this country and having so many pro-Israel individuals, which is clearly going to be made up of a lot of Jewish individuals, that is clearly going to make a very appealing target to left-wing activists. But barring any sort of uh, uh, extensive news coverage on that, I'm sure you're going to hear about, with the help of Republicans, Democrats blocked an effort to impeach Department of Homeland Security, Mayorkas. There was a resolution to impeach him. There were uh, eight Republicans that joined with Democrats in order to block that from happening. Send it back to committee, which is where you send it to die. This, again, is where the Republican Party loses Republican voters. Because it gives them a sense of hopelessness. It gives them a it's a further nail in the coffin of corrupt inevitabilities that it does not matter how corrupt these individuals are. It doesn't matter how much of a failure they are in ways that have absolutely devastating impact on our country. They're never held accountable. And when the leading emotion you leave your voters with is hopelessness, you cannot be that surprised when they don't show up in droves to vote for you. I mean, this is a guy that, one of the things that many people don't think of as that impacting, but to me just infuriated me, when he got on national television and accused that Border Patrol agent of whipping Haitians with a whip, and we would learn that he knew through emails that that was not what happened. So here is the head of, of uh, you know, HHS, DHS, Homeland Security, knowingly on television, falsely claiming that as a country we have Border Patrol agents whipping minorities. That right there is reason that that guy should have been impeached, let alone all the other horrific results of his tenure. <laughs> 